Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Tom here. Sorry I've been a little slow on the podcast uploading. I've been busy getting my book, Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude, ready for its release. This podcast will be going out on Monday the 28th of May, which is a day before the book is released. That means that unless you're super keen, you can right now buy my book all over the entire world. To celebrate the release of the book, I am giving you something a little bit different on the podcast today. Over the past few months, my friend Chris Morphew and I have been trying to record a podcast called The God Botherers, where we sit down and we talk about Christian stuff, but we have yet to get a pilot episode done that we're happy with. We're working on it, but we're not there yet. But what we did do is record an interview where Chris asked me stuff about my book. So what you're going to get today is an interview that he did with me so that you might know a little bit more about what Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude is all about. I hope you enjoy it. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Chris from the Godfatherist Podcast, the podcast with five, that's right, count them, five unreleased pilots. Is, is, this, a, is this an episode of the Godfatherist? I don't know what it is. Don't you want to be interviewed on the well-known podcast, the Godfatherist? Yeah, I do. Which will have a... How would you like to be uh, interviewed on the pilot episode of the Godfatherers podcast? I would, I would really love it. That would be great. Okay, welcome to the pilot episode of the Godfatherers podcast. I'm Chris Morphew. And I'm Tom French. And today, I'm going to be interviewing uh, up-and-coming author Tom French. Yeah. About his new book. Great. Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude. The Bible Exposed. So, Tom. Yes. You've written a book, is this correct? That is very correct. Um, and can you, because this is a book about the Bible, but the Bible exposed. Yeah. Weird, crude, funny, and nude. So I assume this is one of those like uh, mean-spirited atheist books that's trying to point out why the Bible doesn't make sense. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that's it. I just I just really feel like there are too many Christians in the world, and we need less. Um. Disagree. Continue. <laughs> uh, no, the book is about uh, all the bits in the Bible where there's like nudity or um, toilet humor or all the stuff that people don't talk about in church that often or like in Sunday school. All, like It's like the hidden parts of the Bible. So this is like the, the book for the kind of kid that looks up rude words in the dictionary. Absolutely. Or looks up the bits in the Bible where there's rude bits, which is, I was that kid. And if you're the kind of kid that looks up the rude bits in the Bible, they're hard to find because they're a bit obscure, but you've really, like, this book is a real time saver because they're all in here with, like, headings and there's even pictures. I didn't, I didn't draw the pictures, just so you know. It was my friend Angus Olsen. He worked for Disney. He drew the Little Mermaid, well, like the, the sequel to the Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. Can I say I don't think Disney is going to be interested in adapting this particular book into, <laughs> into a movie? Not because it's not a fabulous book. Buy twenty copies. Um, so can you? So you've said this is basically a book about all the like rude bits in the Bible, all the like bits that we don't usually talk about. Yeah. Um, why would you do that? Are you some kind of pervert? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this interview is going to be over real quick. Um, no, really. Like, it seems like a... I mean, I get that you think it's funny, um, but why would you write this? I think I wrote it because... Well, yeah, I think it's funny is probably the number one reason. And then the second 
reason is because when I was a teenager, I, I didn't really know that the Bible was that exciting until I went on this camp in year nine, and then we had this uh, speaker, and she explained the Bible in a way that just kind of made sense to me. I'm like, wow, this is really rich and exciting. So after that, I was really excited about the Bible and wanted to read it a lot more regularly. And I thought, well, how can I kind of do that for teenagers today? How could I write something that would help them to see the richness of the Bible? And then I realized that I could combine my love of the rude stuff in the Bible with just my love of showing how good the Bible is and put them together. And then we get a book. And so I, yeah, that, that's cool. the book. So I like it's somewhere in here in the beginning where you basically say that um, oh, here it is. Um, so, 2 Timothy... 2 Timothy... Oh, why can't I talk tonight? 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says this. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. What these verses mean is that every single part of the Bible is from God. He was present when it was written, inspiring the human authors to write exactly the right thing. That means that when the writer of Genesis wrote about the time Uncle Noah got drunk and fell asleep naked, they were writing the word of God. So like that to me, I mean, I'm glad it was two pages in because that to me was when I kind of got what the point of this was, that it's not just like a um, book to make grandmas cry. It's a book that is designed to say, actually, all this stuff too is part of the Bible and it is there to be read and understood to the glory of God. Yeah. Even if it's David like going around trying to collect 200 foreskins yeah yeah so like any any part of the bible is good and so and there's like there's richness when you read those things and i think there's particular richness when you read those things because we don't often talk about them so when you when you hear people talk about the prodigal son which is a great story but you're like i I know this one and i probably know what happens at the end and i know probably what the preacher's going to say but when the preacher starts talking uh, about the zombies in the book of Matthew or the guy who fell out the window and died while Paul was preaching in Acts, you're like, I don't know where they're going to go with this. What's what's going to happen? And so you, you kind of get to go on a more kind of exciting journey or a newer journey in the Bible because you don't read those bits often and they're lots of fun. And so what I... It's interesting for me because I teach kids, you know, I teach young kids and I'm certainly not going to be recommending this book to them. No offense, Tom. I'm sure it's wonderful for the the older youth. So what would you say to um, someone who's got concerns that this is like uh, making light of the Bible or that that it's like inappropriate or that you're encouraging people to... Um, I like to, I guess to people who are offended by the idea of this book even existing... <laughs> What? You didn't know I was going to come in with the hard-hitting questions. You thought I was just going to lob you softballs. Yeah. Why would you write such an offensive book, you jerk? Uh, I, I think I would say that I've worked hard to, to try not to go any further than the Bible goes. So, like, I, there's a lot of dumb jokes and a lot of euphemisms, but I, I'm only talking about what's already in the Bible. And so we have a lot of fun. But I don't, I don't want to make fun of the Bible, and I don't make fun of the Bible, and I, I try hard not to 
you know, make light of anything that is there. But the bits that the Bible presents, which are genuinely funny or genuinely weird or confusing, I want to show them. And so it's not it's not for everyone. And there's there's a test at the beginning that if you get through the test and you're still happy, um, there's a bunch of words in there that I will use throughout the book. And if you get through that test, uh, then you can keep reading. And if you don't like it, then there's other books for you to read. But I definitely um, want to show that the Bible is all good and all useful, um, not just the bits which are polite. Because, mm. you know, God's not polite. And so I don't think we always need to be either. It's Okay, so taking off my um, hard-hitting interviewer's hat and putting on my I've actually read the book and enjoyed it hat. Yeah. I was, like, re- I don't want to say pleasantly surprised because that means it seems like that like makes it sound like i thought you were going to write a bad book (laughs) but you know the what the format is essentially that like early on we kind of get an outline of the bizarro part of the bible um and then each chapter kind of then goes on to sort of pick that incident apart and look at how weirdly enough these you know weird crude funny and nude things can have legitimate applications to our lives and I found myself on a number of occasions like reading through and just being like, huh, that's actually a really important thing for me to be thinking about or that's really an encouraging thing, you know, as I pursue a relationship with God or um, in a way you've unearthed a whole bunch of like um, hidden treasures in the Bible because I feel like, well, especially in my line of work, I'm like, well, we're not touching that one because (laughs) that is, you know, and, you know, rightly so in my case, but I think... Like, the legitimacy of the premise is borne out in the the writing of the book because it really is a useful and edifying book, even though, you know, it talks about things that, in you know, you wouldn't often speak of in polite company. So, good job. Thanks. Yeah, I, I had the plan that I wanted to have fun, but I also wanted to have something that you, you get through each of the passages and you know why it's there. And then you know what it means for you, and you also will see how it connects to the bigger picture of the Bible. So it's not just this isolated incident, um, but it, it fits into the big context of what God's doing in the world. And you get to see that, you get to see where Jesus fits in. Um, yeah, so it's I think it's partly about, partly about having fun, but partly about actually giving us tools for understanding the Bible and applying the Bible. And I guess that also has, because there are plenty of like obscure, weird passages in the Bible that aren't rude, um, which you didn't write about because they weren't rude enough for you. But I think, you know, uh, someone who's read that book, someone who's read your book would um, come away with a bunch of, I guess, tools for figuring out how to apply, you know, this, this same kind of, what am I trying to say? Basically, like I think, this is a book that helps you understand how all the little weird bits of the Bible actually can feed into the bigger picture, how they're not just random details. And I think that's a useful thing to bring to your reading of the Bible, no matter what you're looking at. So, yeah, I've just gone right back to like softballs, but you know, it's a good <laughs> book. People should buy it. Um, do you have, uh, was there anything that was like too rude to go into the book or too, um, like, even though it was in the Bible that you thought was, like, too hot for Christian bookstores or whatever? Uh, there, there wasn't anything which I left out just because it was too rude. Like, I think the passage in Ezekiel 
23 about uh, the genitals of donkeys and emissions of horses is is probably the rudest thing in the Bible. So I left that in. There was some and stuff... illustrated that, it no less. Although I've got to say, it's the most tasteful version of that drawing you could yeah, have possibly done. So very tasteful illustration. So there, was, there wasn't anything I left out because of that, but there was stuff that I thought that I might write about and then on closer reflection realized it just wasn't funny. So there was the story in Genesis where Lot gets visited by the two angels and then his house gets surrounded by the men of Sodom and they say, send those men out so that we can have sex with them. And as a kid, I thought that was funny because it had the word sex in it. But as an adult, I read it and I say, well, that's just about gang rape and there's not funny mm. and I don't want to be making jokes about it. So I yeah. left, left that out. But anything where I was like, yeah, I think there's humor in that. And mm. s sometimes, it, actually, the passage is not funny, but we can find stuff in it that is funny without making f fun of stuff that's not funny. Mm. Um, so there's some of that in there. But, yeah, nothing that I left out just because it was too rude. Yeah. It's a fine line, right? And I think, you know, as in my biased opinion as your friend, um, even though I am a hard-hitting interviewer, I will also say that I thought you... Um, you really walk that line well. And I think it shows that you've, you've thought really carefully about it. Like there's no point where I was like, wow, that's really tasteless. But the reality is that the Bible is, it is a dark confronting book because it, it's not afraid to shine a light on all of the, the worst parts about who we are. And I think, um, the book like faces up to that. It makes you really aware of that, but it also, yeah, points people to, a way out um it's not it doesn't just leave you there lying on your side cooking on food it, <laughs> it it moves on from that to to bigger and better things so good i don't know how many people will read the book and and get halfway through and be like oh, i'm stuck on my side cooking with poo <laughs> well yeah i mean if anyone picks it up and is like treating it as like a cookbook rather than or like a a life tips thing like i i mean i assume the ezekiel story is not meant to be prescriptive um but I, if you take it I as such <laughs> that could be your problem so i've got a copy but that's because you sent me one you've got I the advanced you know, copy i do all the time the misspelling on the spine even um Weird. yeah um but i'm assuming that your business model isn't to just send a copy out to literally everybody so if people do want one um rather than just sitting by the mailbox and hoping what could they do to increase their chances of getting a copy well they could buy one that, oh that increases your chances quite a lot you can go to my website <laughs> tomfrench.com.au yeah and you can go you can order it there or if they don't trust me but they trust um the amazon Guy. Oh, I trust Amazon. They're Jeff, a big corporation. Jeff if Bezos, you can't trust big name? corporations, I don't know who is. Isn't Jeff? His name's Jeff, and I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Bezos. Yeah, jeffbezos.com. Yeah, so if you go to Amazon, or if you like Tim Cook, go to iBooks, um, or Little Players. It's available all those places as well. So, Are you going to do an audio book? Uh, n not at this stage, but I might. I might. I might have a lot of free time and decide to read my book and record it. Or you could just call people up, like like you're sending the these ones out. You could just call people and read them the book down the phone. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good plan. So anyway, they can go to my website or they can go to all the normal online retailers. They can get it there. Just as an aside, I've had some pre-orders for my book. And uh, recently, I was number one on the charts, the Amazon Australia charts, for religious humor. So that's wow. a big deal, yeah. I that's had, a big market. Yeah, I had three pre-orders, and that put me right to the top of the charts. So. Congratulations. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. I'm a big deal. Um, so anyway, this is the book, Weird, Crude, Funny, and Nude, The Bible Exposed. My guest this evening has been Tom French. Thank you for listening. There you have it. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you want to get your hands on the book, go to tomfrench.com.au or any of the big online retailers like Amazon or iBooks and search for Weird, Crude, Funny, and Nude. Or leave off the nude if you don't want to get weird stuff. Anyway, if you want to get the book, do it now before you forget. I'll be back in two weeks with the Normal Preaching Podcast again. Thanks for listening.